everyone, it's Whitney, and I want to welcome you to Ladies Takeover Empowerment Podcast, where we're all about helping you to succeed and become the very best version of yourself. So welcome to Season 6, Relationship Edition, Episode 7. We're going to be talking about love and music on tonight. And I could not think of a better couple to come and lead this conversation, none other than Reston Jackson and my sister Sherelle Jackson. Can we give it up for them? So hey guys, how are you? Hey. <laughs> so... First, let me just say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you guys are very busy, but um, we're here to help couples, everyone who's out here watching, wanting to know how you guys maneuver in your relationships and um, all the things that you do. So let's talk about first how long you've been married, kids, all that good stuff, and just tell everybody a little bit about yourselves. <laughs> My name is Sherelle Jackson. Um, I've been married to this wonderful man for 15 years. We have three beautiful children, Dylan, Kaylin, and Ryan. Man, it's been 15 years? Yes. Wow, okay. Anything else you want to add, Russ? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is going on? I thought that she, I was waiting for her to finish. She was finished. Yeah, she was. So, you know, I'm resting, and um, I have been married to this wonderful young lady for many, many years, almost two decades now. Oh, and uh, we have, as she said, three beautiful kids. All right, so instead of repeating what she said, would you like to add something like how you guys met or anything yes. like that? So how we, did you guys meet each other? So we met in church, and this is great because, you know, we met in church, and I... <laughs> Sherelle already and tried to step in. And we nope. did meet in church. We right? did. Right. And we so met we met in church, and I happened to be the um, praise and worship leader in church. Really? And, yes, at uh, Bishop Fraser's church. And um, she used to look at me from the oh. audience, <laughs> and um, she was eyeing me from the I'm audience. I'm gonna break this down. <laughs> Pause. And, and she was calling. Pause. Y'all should have talked about this Pause. before you came. Let me break this down. <laughs> you were in the church, yeah. and I heard this voice. See, it's a beautiful voice. Beautiful okay. Voice. I was in the back, and I was like, I never heard this voice this voice before. Uh. I didn't know if it was a man or woman because it was such a high pitch <laughs> voice, but it was beautiful. <laughs> and I didn't meet you that day. It was the the Sunday. You were leading praise and worship, and you we just kept eyeing each other, like my eyes would meet your eyes, and I was mm. like. Okay, you know, just saying, I'm like, okay. And I kept Meanwhile, why you why you're praising the Lord? Looking, and I'm like, oh, he's still looking at me. Okay. <laughs> you know? Um, and then what? Later on, you asked me out because I went out oh, to yeah. the car. It was at night. Yes, yes at you night. introduced yourself to me, and then I took you up on that. So, did you know who he was? No. No. Nope. No, she does not know. What she said was refreshing. She does still doesn't know. Oh, oh Lord! Excuse me. Okay. Wow. She, she still. She what does still, that mean? Yes. Uh, what does that mean? Meaning that uh, she's still getting acquainted uh, to me as far as music wise. Oh, okay. I got you. So you don't know the music part of him. I know he's very creative. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I know he's a songwriter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the whole other side of like music, traveling, doing all that different type there. of stuff. She does. I'm she, there. She got it. So then why are you saying she doesn't know you? No, I'm saying as far as you saying music. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm asking. Right. What? That's what I'm saying. I'm asking you and you keep saying right. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. That he, she doesn't know the music side of you? No, that's not what I'm saying. What, Russ? 
You're confusing me. No, you're confusing you're me. You're confusing us. <laughs> Y'all are both confused. Didn't you just say that she don't know the music side of you? That's when we first met. And then you didn't just say just now she still doesn't know you? No, I didn't say that. <laughs> you know what? I didn't say that. You need to roll the tape back. All you gotta do is roll the tape back. What? Russ, that is exactly what you said. The people heard me. All you have to do is listen back to the tape. Yeah. If you listen at home, all you have to do is rewind the tape back. This is great because this goes right into exactly what we're talking about. Everyone who is watching, this is my brother, Rustin Jackson. <laughs> and he is probably the the person who is going to be the most transparent who's ever came on the show. And he's being his authentic self, which is great. However, comma, you are really displaying how communication works with most couples. And they say one thing, then they take back and say what they said, and then they say they didn't say what they just said. And then instead of talking about what we were trying to talk about, we start arguing about if you said it we or didn't arguing, say it. But we I didn't say we were. I'm saying what happens. We no, I'm saying what happens in talking in relationships and with couples. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You sure? Yes. All right. So, help the world understand how important is communication between you guys. And do you think, Sherelle, that you guys communicate well or is communicating with Rustin frustrating? It can be. Mm -hmm. I think um, this is something that is ever evolving for, I think, us and many couples. Mm -hmm. um, when I think of communication, I think of either we're building each other up mm -hmm. or we're tearing each other down. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's too much in between in that. Um, and it, it it definitely takes time to learn how to effectively communicate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so in your evolving, what do you think um, you had to learn about Sherelle Rust in order to help you guys communicate? What I have to learn? Mm -hmm. One of the main things that I would want to do is, um, or I've learned, is a couple of things. One is to say, you're right, Sherelle. And, you know, telling her and saying that you're right really um, communicates really well because... You're not being condescending? No! I'm being serious that when I first got buried, <clears throat> I really tried to be like my way or the highway. And so I had to learn, you know, it was this old gentleman at um, the church I used to go to. Um, and I remember speaking with him and he used to be telling me like, man, how basically his wife was right all the time. Even when she was wrong, she was right. Really? And I just got married, and I, I didn't understand. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm mm -hmm. like, dude, I'm not ever going to be like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, over time, I realized that he was right, and I was wrong. And that, you know, um, oftentimes your wife is right. And as a man, you, a lot of times you're wrong. And a lot of times we don't listen, you know, to our wives. Hmm. So I had to learn how to listen to my wife and um and so i learned to say hey you're right you know? so how does that make you feel when he says you're right do you feel like he's being condescending it depends okay on the the circumstance okay yeah, it depends um like right now it's like <laughs> I'm saying so, so you're right will help I'm trying to help somebody yeah you're right and saying yes like like wives like the word yes they don't like the word no and so if you if you understand the like it's just real simple so if, okay, if my wife asks me, because I'm I'm trying to gather what you're saying. So if my wife, so me. if she says to me, "Hey, hey, honey, you know, I want to go and I want this expensive dress in Macy's or Lauren Taylor," the correct answer is yes. The correct answer is not no. 
Well, why would you say yes if you can't get it? Because I can't get it. Are you going to get it? Yes. When? Whenever she wants it. So what I'm saying is, it once you learn how how to have have peace within your home, because at the end of the day, the main the main objective is to make sure that you you all are are operating as one. Yeah, but in your in your yeses and in your okays. Are you being honest and yes. are you telling the truth? Because yes. it's more frustrating for someone to say, yes, if I say, hey, I need you to, to go take out the trash right now. Something juvenile, right? Take out the trash and you don't take out the, you say yes, because you think that that's what I want to hear. You don't take out the trash and you say you're going to do it when you get ready to do it. It wasn't that I wasn't going to do it. I was just going to take the trash out. When yeah. I wanted to take out the trash, trash man comes and goes and you still didn't take out the trash. And I don't do that. I didn't say you did. But I'm, I'm just, saying that's the danger in always saying yes or saying okay. You don't always say yes, well, but I'm saying... Well, that's what you just said. No, I'm saying the majority of the time, the answer is probably should be yes. And when you learn to to say yes, the same way we, we give God a yes, and we say yes to the Lord, right? That's mm-hmm. part of submission. Submitting the same way we submit our will, same way we have to submit our will to our partner and a part of that is actually saying yes because many times we really want to say no. And most people operate under a no mindset instead of a yes mindset. And if you operate under a yes mindset, then for instance, if she wants something, then whatever she may want, I'm going to figure out how to how to make it happen. I see what so, you're saying. So, so, so you're not saying it just to, to pass the conversation along? No. So she won't keep bothering you? No. You're really saying yes. So if she tells you she wants a new car, you're going to get her the new car. Yes. Really? Yes. You hear this, Sherelle? Did you know these things? I heard. She hears it all the time. You you knew this and you don't use it? So you don't abuse his yeses? I'm never going to try to abuse his yeses. Uh Uh-huh. That's not something that I want to do. Because. Because, Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I don't want you to feel like I'm taking advantage of you. Okay. So you know that he's going to say yes if you ask him to do something. Not necessarily. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it just depends yeah, on the situation. Well, it boils down to a person believing that you're going to, that you, so she may not believe that even though I, I tell her. Oh, that's how you're saying. I get what you're saying. Okay. I think I'm slowly getting it. Y'all slowly getting it. I'm trying to understand what it is that you're saying. Slowly walking. This is probably this whole evolving thing that Sherelle is talking about with this communication because you are very confusing, Rustin. Very, yes. Your brain is confusing. Mm-hmm. So next question that I have for you guys is um, how has your spouse made you better? For me, my spouse has made me better is he's constantly pushing me um, to be a better person, critiquing me. Hey, did you consider this or how about you do it this way or maybe that's not the best way maybe you should try this hmm. um so i'm always being i would say elevated to trying to do better that's refreshing to hear that it does um so in his critiquing does it bother you is it ever bothersome it has in the past because i i feel like i'm more of a sensitive person than mm-hmm. he is but I know it's trying. He's trying to come from a loving place. Okay. So I look at it as more so he's trying to build me up. Yeah. To be a better. Yeah. Version Absolutely. Of myself. Absolutely. Which took time. It took wisdom for me to get there because mm-hmm. I wasn't always there. Mm-hmm. I was always offended. Mm-hmm. You know, always felt like I was being put down. Mm-hmm. But 
not at this moment. Yeah, I get it. And mm -hmm. especially important because um, I know I used to feel the same way with my husband. And my response to him would be, I'm not you. Right. So you're trying to tell me or suggest how I should do something. But um, the understanding that we had to come to is that I'm only telling you because I care. Right. I'm only telling you because I want to see you do better. Right. Even in our brother-sister relationship, Reston's the same way with me. And I'll do the same thing with him. Right. And I think that if you care enough, you want to help. Mm -hmm. And most people, they could see a big fly or a big bug sitting on your forehead and won't say anything because they feel like well that's on you to figure it out or if I mean if you can't feel it then you know what I mean but right. like as family as a person that um you love and care for it is our responsibility to kind of help and push and nudge to be better I think it's just all in how you say how you say it. How you say it. Does it is mm -hmm. it is it really encouraging or is it really every time tearing down? Or do you how do you help her to become better? What a, how what would that look like? What does he say? Who you asking me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you, what does that look like? Your encouragement or pushing. Know. I don't know. It's not it's okay. not it's 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 my encouragement, I don't know. It's it's different forms of for instance, um, he knows I want to get into acting, so mm -hmm. he'll send me audition uh, things like that. Or, you know, if I don't land anything and I'm a little frustrated or a little down and I'm trying to juggle being a mom or, you know, be the wife, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just like, I feel like I'm being torn and my passion is not being, you know, in the forefront. It's like, hey, did you consider writing your own short film and mm -hmm. trying to be the, you know, yeah. so... I really appreciate him pushing me. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. What about you, Reston? Yes. What's the question? <laughs> the question is, <laughs> um, the question is, how has your spouse made you better? Um, I think be uh, my spouse has made me better um, because she's my complete opposite. Hmm. So, um, all the things that I like to do, she doesn't like to do. So, hmm. um, how does this make you better? Because I like to do a lot of things that aren't right. Ah, and so you know, my, gotcha. my, wife, my wife is, you know, she's more the. I'm more like, you know. Um, I don't know. Did you say? Hmm? Huh? No, I'm saying I'm more like, I'm thinking who I'm more like. I'm more like, I don't know, a pretty bad guy in some instances in church, you know, settings. And my wife is more <laughs> like the Catholic kind of um, <laughs> nun type. <And> so, <laughs> it like, it works really well right. together. You know, like... <laughs> the more edgy person with the more conservative and you know it, it, we find a good balance so it kind of keeps everything balanced that's interesting so um you're saying that y'all are the opposites I was thinking about how you first started off and you were talking about she didn't always know that music side of you but Sherelle, you're into like the fine arts, right? And Rustin is definitely into fine arts. And so there is a big piece that both of you mm -hmm. kind of actually are more similar Thank in my, if from the outside looking in, I would think you guys were more similar and had more things in common as far as like music and, you know, like acting, movies, like all of that different type we, of stuff. We actually work together pretty well um, in the arts. Mm -hmm. okay. We both go to the same school. We have put on productions together. Really? So we work well together mm -hmm. um, in that setting, yeah. That's cool. And so what have you found that you like most about working together when it comes to music and the arts? Like, what is it? Um, I like... I like when he does the art, the the musicality. Cal I forgot how you pronounce mm -hmm, musicality. it. Musicality. Yes, mm -hmm. I and I interpret a movement piece with mm -hmm. that, or 
Um, we kind of both work on the acting piece sometimes, but yeah, I just kind of think we in, infuse and entwine and create together. Mm. That's very nice. That's awesome. So how has that uh, matriculated into your children? Are your children um, musical? Do you guys push that off on them because you're into dancing? You write, you songwrite, all of that different type of stuff. You're into acting. So do you push that on to your children as something that they should do because you feel like both of you guys are like musical and into fine arts? Um, I won't say we push it. I want them to be exposed to okay. it. And they make their own decisions. So right now, my daughter is taking an acting class with me. We're taking it oh, together. Oh, that's cool. Um, she's taking two dance classes with me. So I think, you know, they kind of, they find their way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Ryan likes to dance. And every so often him and I are in the room trying to form a you know some dance steps together um I hear him singing from time to time so I think they are you know coming into their own eventually got you Mm -hmm. got you and Caitlin plays the piano right yeah yeah so she's playing the piano but once again that's her just on her own Mm -hmm. so she just picked up and started playing yeah because like when we were growing up it was different we he would play you had to go to piano lessons I had to go to piano lessons we were forced to take piano lessons even when we said we didn't want to Mm -hmm. were you allowed to get out of piano lessons I believe so it wasn't until you were older right till you were like a teenager no I was able I stopped you stopped Mm -hmm. with Mr. Brubacher at some point yeah really so I had classical lessons all the way up until I think I was like 15 or so and then once I found out that he stopped then I was like well how come I can't if he stopped how I don't want to go to piano lessons anymore either and then so finally I think they let me like finally trickle off and never went back to piano lessons but it was like a big thing Rustin would play, then my dad would have me sing, and then he would tell Russ how to play, and then tell me how to sing and how long to hold the note, mm-hmm. how to sing. Do you remember any of that? And so, like, I I never wanted to do that to my kids and like force them to do anything. But I also feel like our family is musical, mm-hmm. so it's like this thin line of trying to get them to be exposed to it and then you see a talent inside of them but not trying to force it on them because mm-hmm. like christian can actually sing but he doesn't want to sing right. yeah you know and it kind of sucks it's like that going it you right. know <laughs> they're not really into music Mm-mm. Mm-mm. they're not into music but as it relates to you guys and um oh you didn't answer did you did you say how she helped you or what you how she made you better yes Mm -hmm. you said because she's the complete opposite of Mm -hmm. you okay that was your answer Alrighty. well for because of that the next part that i want to focus in on is how do you guys handle conflict then so um when it comes to your children um and in your marriage and when you're working on pieces and collaborating and whatever it is that you guys do, how do you handle conflict? Um. Well, it hasn't always been easy um, handling conflict. Like I said, I'm more so, um, sometimes I'm the passive one. Um, and usually when it when we're having some type of conflict, I'm usually walking out the door like, okay, peace out. Mm. I'll talk to you later because for me, I'd rather not say something that I'll, I'm going to regret. Mm. You know, I try to hold my peace um, and wait and pause until the next time. Gotcha. Um, because too, too many people, I feel like, say something that they regret for a lifetime, mm. you know? So, um but I have learned and still learning how to um, sit and we go, you know, back and forth and communicate and it might take half the night. Really? But we, but we get it done. Okay. How do you feel it about out. it? 
Well, I, I, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. I know you guys think that, that, that I'm playing, but literally learn that in the midst of conflict that, you know, um, the correct answer is to say, you're right. So, you know, a lot of times we trying to prove our point. And so if we learn how to allow the other person to be right, even if you think they're wrong, then you, you, you'll work through a lot of... Well, how do you resolve the conflict? You know what I mean? Like, if I just say okay, or I say that you're right, but I don't really feel like you're right, then how how are we coming to a resolution? Because sometimes so, so everything doesn't need a resolution. Really? Yeah. Every 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 conflict doesn't need a resolution. That that that's, let's, that's a trick uh, let's, of the enemy. Okay. Well, let's try this for an example. One, you have three children, right? Uh-huh. Two of them um, agree that they're gonna. You when you guys go out of town, we're gonna go over your mom's house. One of them doesn't want to go over your mom's house and wants to go with you. So um, wants to go out of town with you. So you guys are going back and forth. Sherelle feels like the child should, um, the one child should be able to come with y'all. And you're like, nah, all three of them are going to the house. How do how do you resolve that if it's just like you're okay? You just gonna say okay? What as far as the child being able to go? Yeah, you know, it depends. That's what I'm saying. So, so how do you resolve a conflict? In, 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 in that particular case, it wouldn't be a conflict because I would say, okay, you're right. Really? Yes. So when is the time that you now, would say, Now, in that okay. situation, if it, the only way that it would be an issue would be if financially it was not able to. And at that, at that point, I would express that, hey, the only reason why is because financially I'm not able to or it doesn't make sense. And so, with that being said, nine times out of ten, she's going to agree with me. Because so it's, it's financial. Not, it's not yeah. going to be a conflict. Gotcha. But there would be no other reason. The way I operate, and she knows this, I operate around finances and money. So, for me, I mean, and money's not an issue. So, she probably just say, I spend too much money. And so, it's a lot of things that I feel are conflicts, but most people aren't really a conflict. And, and I feel like once you step back and you you know think about stuff most things don't really matter gotcha so let's use this as an example then Sherelle um there's a girl that keeps coming around and she keeps coming around and you end up finding out that like her and Reston are talking he says they're just friends. He's like, oh, that's, that's an old friend. I've known her forever. She just happened to loop back around. So he starts to talk to her more and more and more. You see her at different music events and different stuff. And he's real friendly and all of that different type of stuff. You don't like it. And so you tell him, I don't like that. I don't want you to talk to her anymore. Are you going to just say, okay? Yes. First off. She'll tell you. I don't I don't operate my life like that. I didn't say you I operate say your that, life but, like but, that. I'm giving you an example. Right, but the example that you're giving me is, is really easy because, one, it would never happen. But if it did happen, it would be real easy to be like, no. like like So i give you a perfect example. You don't have friends of the opposite no, sex? I huh? Don't. No. Zero. I, zero. No friends. No friends. So you don't talk to anybody. Nobody. So you better hope that don't nobody pop up on this thing saying that they talk to you. There's nobody that could pop up on that thing and say that they talk to me. Really? Nobody. What about you, Sherelle? I don't have anybody. So y'all don't have to talk to no talk other to opposite sex people at all? Don't talk to Why not? Because there's no reason to. I don't have a reason to. You don't have a reason to? I have no reason You're to. in the whole music industry. What do you mean? Let me tell you something. Man, my wife comes with me probably ninety percent of the time that I do anything. So I mean, I don't, person, I don't like... do anything. My kids are with me ninety percent of the time. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm afforded. I'm blessed. Most people have to. For the time my kids have been born, either one of us have been home, or both of us have been able to be home. Be home with the kids. We've been able to be home, and everything has been taken care of. So it hasn't been a situation to where we work in nine to fives, and oh, 
guys try to talk to whoever try to talk to me we've always worked together we teach at the same school mm -hmm. so we we wake up together we're always together mm -hmm. so it's not it's no, not really issue. i mean and you know so it's not even an issue where somebody can say that so what i'm saying is that what you're saying is very easy it may be diff difficult for other people but like me that, that's nothing matter of fact on sunday i'm, I'm i play at at, 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 a, at a church she doesn't come that often matter of fact she hasn't been there so it was her first time coming to this particular church and this lady comes up and was like what happened she was like mr jacks you went and got married on me she said that in front of her and all in my face is like oh you know and oh blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> oh, but she's an older lady but the whole I mean, point is like what i'm saying is that like like ladies ladies like Usually my wife is always there, so if somebody even do anything or whatever. Let me tell you, I've been lots of places where the, the same thing happens. That's not even necessarily my point because people, nobody can be with you 100% of the time. That's just not, that's not normal. And if that is happening, that's, sometimes that's a little weird because I need a break. I need some space. However, comma, like we, I was just speaking at a conference this past weekend and I'm all, I'm in one corner of the room and my husband's in another corner of the room because people have us like wrapped up in talking to mm -hmm. us. And so people are steady, like passing our cards, asking for our numbers, both set of different opposite sexes. Right. And there's no way that I can run over and like jump in his face or stand right beside him. But everybody still knows we have, it's, everyone knows that we're married to each other, exactly. but sometimes people don't care whether you're married or not. Listen, I, listen, I personally don't meet those people. So it's just, I'm, I'm being serious. Like really? I personally just don't meet those people. Hmm. I'm blessed. So I'm, I'm blessed, I don't, I don't meet I don't meet a whole bunch of women that be trying to jump in my DM and do a whole bunch of stuff. And I don't check my message. I don't do stuff like that. Like, you know, I, I, those years are behind me. I don't do anything like that either. I'm just saying it no, happens. I, no, I, it happens. I'm just saying. I mean, it be strangers. I don't know the people that what just I'm be saying like, is that for I me, have no idea who people be. For me, I you know, I, I I give a lot of credit to, you know, a lot of guys out there, man. You know, like their ability to be able to, you know, have a, a girlfriend or a wife and then have another significant other or multiple like it's a lot of work and so you know <laughs> i'm just like i'm serious yeah so but we're talking old, about love and music and I, that's why i'm bringing it up because I mean, the older you, you don't see that in the music industry like that's a thing it's a thing in the it music is. industry but the whole the whole the whole the whole but part of it is like what you said like it's it's not normal unhealthy to have your mate around you but i say that it is normal and it's abnormal not to have your no mate i with said you. 100% of the well, time well nobody's with anybody 100% well, that's of the time what I was but saying. what I, but what i'm saying is that i believe that's where the error evolves because at the end of the day you know, there's a lot of gospel artists that travel on the road by themselves That's or they're true. in and out of town. That's you know true. what I'm saying? I mean, if you're in hotel rooms all the time by yourself, you know, I mean, you, you have a lot more temptation versus if you're traveling with your wife. And most artists I see, they're in pictures, they by themselves. Yeah. If you go on my page, most of the time you see my wife. If you go to most artists' page, you don't even see their mate on their page, unless it's their yeah. birthday and stuff like that. That's not me. You're going to see my family. You're going to see my wife because that's my life. So my whole life revolves around my family. So for me... It, like love music this whole conversation is is real easy you know what i'm saying and so all of the different scenarios when i say coming to a yes or she's right like that's not something you're going to do the first year being married we've been married 15 years so it's easy for me to to, to be like yes or whatever i don't have to agree you know what i mean i'm gonna give you a perfect example we get ready to leave to come here she's in the car she i look at what she has on for whatever reason, she says I looked at her some kind of way that made her feel like she needed to go inside and change. So we're I, now in times past, I would have been upset. It didn't bother me. I'm like, fine, go ahead on. You need to change because you. She didn't want it. She didn't she feel, comfortable, feel comfortable. But right. she didn't feel comfortable coming to, to like do this in general because this is not really her personality. Gotcha. You know, I'm more so. 
I'm just saying to come to a yes early on, it would have been an argument. And we would have came in here and it would have been an argument before we were supposed to come on to supposedly minister. And there's too many pastors and ministers of people within the church that do that. They're arguing all the way to church. Mm -hmm. Now you want to come in church and You're preach right. to the people uh, of God, but you haven't come to a, a, a place of maturity spiritually. So I'm at a place to where I'm not trying to hear nothing nobody have to say unless it's God speaking to me because at the end of the day, you don't know what we really do when we go behind closed doors. Or so I don't know what you do. So uh, a lot of times, you know, we're looking at other people. We're trying to base our relationship off of what other people are doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and really, it's about us maturing individually, because you know, oftentimes we want our mate to, to mature, but we haven't matured. Yeah. And we I look agree. at we look at hey, you know, I need you to stop doing that. You always doing that. And but if we take time to really self reflect and listen. And be slow to speak. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. That's that's the word. And she tell you like I ain't say that. I was just she went ahead. She was saying some stuff and she was frustrated, but I allowed her space to be frustrated. And then we got in the car and came on, and we fine. But that wouldn't have been how I responded. Right, but that's ago. big. That's huge, and that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Helping people to to get from that first year to the next 15 years. That's why we're here. That's why we're doing it. Because some people can't get past the first or second year. Because they are arguing. And it's just like, you know what? I was better by myself. So you don't make it to that point. I was talking to someone the other day. And I was like, you know, what could be frustrating for most people is that they... They were with somebody who they thought was great that was supposed to be their life partner forever. And then what they end up seeing is, is that they move on, they get a divorce, and you go on to the next person. Mm -hmm. And then you see the person like five or ten years from now, and you're like, man, they they seem like they really got it together. They're doing oh. so great and going around the world and doing mm -hmm. all these different things. Or they got money now. And the real reality is is that you just didn't stick around to see the better version of that person. You, yeah. you didn't want to put in the work that it took to mm -hmm. stand by each other while y'all were still working on yourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then mm -hmm. somebody else reaps the benefit of a better version of a person. And then you end up being bitter. Because you like, shoot, that ain't how they really are, you know. But it is. They've just grown and matured. But, but, but at the end of the day, God's in control. And, you know, I, you know I'm a firm believer that everything, and I know we're talking about love and marriage, and I'm not talking about my wife right here, but, mm -hmm. but in general, in relationships, I think um, all the times we try to make, situations permanent that really are supposed to be temporary. I agree. And so, you know, I think that too often we get paralyzed and we get stuck and when God really wants us to move. Mm. You know, and if and, and so I don't think every separation, every divorce, everything is always Satan or the devil. I, I, I really believe sometimes and I know it sounds crazy, it's against maybe church, um doctrine but sometimes God can use stuff to direct us to the next season to that next person that's more suited that's that's, that's a better, better fit mm -hmm. for that place that you're in in that season and so um well the only reason why that would happen in my opinion if God you want to throw God in the middle of it is because you didn't consult God the first time around with who you were supposed to be with it's possible yeah. because I don't think that God's schizophrenic and he tells you do this change one minute and then change his mind and be like you know five years from now mm -hmm. now it's time to go to somebody else mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know so why haven't you gone to somebody else what do you mean why, why are you so still with, with your wife Sherelle because I love my wife doesn't you don't think it takes more than love what do you mean in order to stay married it takes work right Money. so I say why are you with her you said because you love her right but in any relationship, what I'm saying that is that any relationship, it takes two people. So what I'm saying is that I can love her all that I want to love her. But if she, one, doesn't receive my love or decides that she no longer wants to put in the work, it doesn't matter how much. The, the, see, the, the issue with marriage is that it takes two separate individuals. So at the end of the day, 
I, no matter what I desire, I can't control her. She can't control me. So therefore, what I'm saying is that both of us have to come to a place to where not only are we loving each other, but that we're willing to put in the work and and have Mm -hmm. the commitment and all of that in order for it to work and to sustain. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, do you think that you can love someone even when they're not showing you love? Of course. Yeah. And of course. continue to love them until they love you back? Yes, definitely. Of course. But I'm saying that I'm not necessarily saying that it's God's will or you doing God any favors or that when you get to heaven, God is going to give you applause because you hung in there and abusive marriage gotcha. or that you were in there and you were like, oh, my husband was unsaved, quote, right, right, quote, right. unsaved, uh-huh. and you're saved and you're like, well, I'm going to church, but yeah, he's out doing xyz sleeping right, around right, doing right. all this and you're like i'm believing god for him to right, be right, saved right. i get what you're saying you see what i'm saying yeah i'm not maybe god is trying to tell you like yo you need to leave his behind <laughs> and there's somebody better for you yeah it I ain't always right you know but in the church it's like the death do its part where well, they didn't they didn't commit adultery and and my whole thing is there's other things the, the other when does my happiness or my mental health and my well-being because too often you know is it we can get lost in the mix of who we are because we're trying to quote unquote please god so mm. forgive me if 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 i mm. upset some y'all but that's a good point that's know, a good and, point and, and so for me you know there's a pastor i'm not gonna name this pastor um, but he was pastoring a church that I was playing at and instead of continuing to take the money like many people did, he quit and he went and started, uh, becoming a professor at a college because he really wanted to deal with youth and young people. And he was at that college for maybe like a year or two. And then he was able to transition and I'm talking about moving from state to state. And, you know, I've told my wife, like, wow, I really envy him because he doesn't get stuck in one position, but he's always looking for the move of God and ready to move whenever God opens the door for the next season. And so often, you know, I've even reflected how many times we as people have missed the move of God because we're trying to hang on to something that God has already released us from. Uh All right. But we haven't been willing to release ourselves from it and i mean marriage is one thing but you got people that's not even married that's true playing house yeah you know and they got kids and all types of stuff together and they use all types of reasonings to stay in a situation and i'm like when how unhappy are you going to be like for me well some people don't feel that they deserve anything other than that they don't feel like they deserve any happiness you know and then it and i think there's so much more that goes into that it depends on what you saw growing up Mm -hmm. you know what your morals and values are if you came from a broken home you're determined that my home's not going to be broken or i'm not going to have a divorce or but but what good are you but what good are you if you're broken within the home so my whole thing is that especially if you're a Christian yeah like we, like we supposed to be if we're Christians the Bible says that God said I come that you might have a life and have it more abundantly oh we're using the Bible and so I, 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 my whole point is that how we are supposed to have an abundant life if we are walking around sad down depressed upset worried um, because of who I'm connected to. Yeah, I agree, but you can be sad, upset, depressed by yourself. You can be sad, depressed, upset um, with a person who loves you. They didn't do anything to you and it's you, you know what I mean? So like there's so much to unpack in all of this statements that you're saying. That's true, but. Just like you said, 
what I got to love her and she has to love me. But if we're going to go to the Bible, the Bible says husbands love your wives. That's true. So you have an obligation to love her like Christ loved the church. And then in turn, her obligation is then to turn around and submit to you because you're loving her like Christ loved the church, which is where you have no, there's no conditions. It's unconditional. Mm. And by a default, she ends up loving you. But But you don't put, you can't say she's not loving me the way that I need to be loved so I don't love her I'm not unhappy that's not see that's a not I don't want to say it's nonsensical scripture but but you just use scripture but what I'm saying is you're trying to use that and that scripture right there um, I would submit that women have more problem with that scripture than men have problem with that scripture right Um, from the very word of submit and if you were just to ask her about submit, and you say submit, most women will be like, man, I'm not submitting to you about anything. But you I don't know? agree with that, but I, I mean, but, I hear you. But, and so what I'm saying is that even when it says, husbands, love your wives as, as Christ, Christ loved the, the church, church, and then wives submit to your husbands. Well, what's the first thing that a wife will say? You're not living like Christ. Right. So therefore, I I don't have to follow you. So the scripture itself literally causes more division between Christian couples than it does for a regular couple just having an argument. Because here's the danger with Christi- with Christianity. I'm sorry. No. Is the fact that we use the Bible as a weapon. I don't think you should. To 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 no. I agree, but I'm I only said it because you started saying what no, the but Bible says. No, what I'm saying says. is, I think we help us the people because you are because it's a dangerous place a to da- start saying what the Bible says and, and, in in the middle of and a back and times forth. within a Christian yes setting. You're right. You find where people bring up. God, yes. They bring up your position in yes, church. They, they do. bring up who you're supposed to be. Yes. Where you're going. Yes. Your future. Yes. All, all of these, things. all of these things come relevant, and that's why I believe the church has a higher divorce rate than uh-huh. that of the world. Yeah. Because it, it, instead of Christ being that unifying thing, which because Christ teaches us humility. What what we've done is use the Bible as a way to divide. So as soon as you, like I said, you say that scripture, it's not like the wife is using it to say, well, honey, you are like Christ, and so now I am going to follow you. Rather, it's used as a means to not follow the man. And so what I guess what I, I, I'm saying is that back to if we take on the yes attitude and if my wife can accept the fact that I'm literally saying she's right, mm-hmm. then we come to a place of we will have less arguments. There will be more peace. Um, and, and so that that that's just a little bit of. No, I'm, you're, that's very no. good. I think you're right. You had anything you wanted to ask, Sheree? so i'm coming to the end this has been a really great conversation i think it's going to help some people because you're being um, very transparent and honest and so when you think about your spouse what is a a a song that you (laughs) would attribute to either your spouse or your relationship that you guys have (laughs) <laughs> Lenny Kravis I love Lenny Kravis Okay I belong to you mm. Excuse yes. me yes. Alright Just just because of those words You belong to him You belong to me too <laughs> <laughs> You gotta keep listening uh-huh. Yeah I love that song Oh that's nice That's mm-hmm. beautiful So what about you uh, mine, Mr. Jackson Mine is uh, mm. Let's see I was thinking about oh it all God. day, and I wasn't sure if I. Oh Lord! Be able to. <laughs> you were thinking about it, but you weren't sure if what? I was thinking about it, and because she she told me the song, and so mm-hmm. I was listening to all these different songs, and songs and songs and songs and songs and songs and songs, and I finally came to the one that I wanted. To. Oh gosh. Mm. Thank you.
That was my song. I won't tell you the name of it. <laughs> but if you, that's what I think about. Oh. Even that went. Um, no, we don't need any no, more examples. No. No. no more examples. That's okay. <laughs> that is fine. No more examples at all. Yes, I would be embarrassed too. <laughs> but that is funny. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so <laughs> to wrap this all up, um, Sherelle, tell me or rest in whichever one wants to go first. If you had the opportunity to go back to the night before you got married, um, you can even share how you got married if you want to. But the night before you got married, what advice would you give yourself? Passing your seatbelt. <laughs> There's gonna be some twists, some turns, some up you said that quick. and downs, some shakes. <laughs> Hold on <laughs> and enjoy the ride. Wow, that's great. <laughs> what about you? She's right. What? <laughs> that's what you would tell yourself. Just she's right. No, or you mean right now? Oh, 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 okay, okay. Got you, got you. I understand. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. I think that this has been absolutely amazing. Um, Is there any one last thing of advice that you could tell somebody, couples that are watching, um, that I like? I was talking about are going from that one year and they're trying to get to like past year five and in those rocky years where a lot of times people end up getting divorced what advice could you give them man let me tell you without god it's gonna be tough for you doc you know i mean honestly i mean i so that's basically it i mean really need God and you need a a person who values God as well mm-hmm. you know I mean I think that's important you know we value a lot of things that people but one of the main things I, I value about my wife is um, her God likeness and her striving and wanting to be a woman of God I think that's important you know because at the center it kind of keeps you grounded you know, when other things you feel like doing this or going here or doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of brings you back and centers you. So. That's good. Cheryl. I know that you are on the same team. Yes. You're on the same team. Just cut out all the fussing and fighting. Listen to one another. Respect one another. And pray. Mm-hmm. Fast. Mm-hmm. Get in your closet. Seek God. You'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Great advice. Thank you guys again. I appreciate you guys. You did a wonderful job. Wow. Wasn't that absolutely amazing? I hope that you enjoyed yourself. Until next time, see you later.